First in the morning. Well, good morning. First in the morning, SAFM. Uh, it's being reported this morning that union leaders met with President Sir Ramaphosa yesterday. They told him it would be unacceptable for government to cut back on services it provides to people. The National Treasury, we understand, has told government departments they'll receive no new money and that, in fact, they'll have to reduce their budgets because government is not getting enough revenue. Some predictions have suggested SAR, that because SARS is not getting enough money into the fiscus, because the economy is not growing, there'll be a budget shortfall of up to 50 billion rand this financial year. At the same time, demands from many people that government must make the social distress of relief grant permanent or, in essence, introduce a basic income grant. Kevin Lings is the chief economist at Stanlib. Kevin, good morning. Hi, good morning, Stephen. We've been warned for years that government does not have enough money. We're spending more than we were getting in. How bad is it now? Well, obviously, it deteriorated quite substantially. Uh, if you look back, maybe over the last, let's say, ten years or a little bit more than that, um, and then government did try and implement some discipline. Right, government debt had got to over seventy percent of GDP, and government said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna bring this under control." And initially, there was some support because the mining companies were generating these super profits and paying a huge amount of tax revenue. And so for for two years, if you like, the tax revenue far exceeded budget. And so that seemed quite comfortable. The problem, I think, was that government quite quickly grew into that additional tax revenue and expanded expenditure, including social spending, salary increases, and other expenditure. Now the tax revenue is under pressure, particularly from the same mining companies from the corporate sector. And so government now has a higher level of expenditure and the revenue is falling away. So the problem was that you that government um, wasn't it didn't utilize that revenue windfall appropriately. It it made some of that expenditure permanent and now it's feeling the pinch. And you mentioned up front that potentially there's a shortfall of 50 billion i think that would be a good outcome at this stage uh it's potentially going to be more than that sure it was surely foreseeable that the sort of mining boom wouldn't last absolutely uh i think that was very clear that it was uh, a kind of once off phase it did last for two years and so very welcome not something that you would you know, want to not have. Um, but the question is, when you get those sorts of windfalls, what do you do with that additional money? And in South Africa's case, um, some of it was used to to reduce debt, but clearly, clearly not enough. And so that would have been a, a, a possible option. The other option, of course, would be to take some of that money and spend it on infrastructure, which then leads to better economic growth, which then leads to more tax revenue. So you're creating a better tax base, if you like, for yourself. That's not what happened. What happened was uh, a lot of the money was spent on consumption-related expenditure, which then becomes permanent. And obviously, government said, well, you know, if these increases uh, become too excessive, then we'll take money away from other areas to try and pay for that, particularly the salary increases. But that's damn difficult to do because you've got to go back to departments and say, well, I'm cutting your 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 current budget and, and departments obviously don't like that. So, okay, on the one side, we've got the money coming in. The other side is expenditure, what government is spending money on. 
Um, and I think there'll be a big fight over the wage bill. Um, uh, so, so one of the claims that's made fairly often is that government workers received above inflation increases for a long time. And that's the reason we're here. I mean, is that true or is that nonsense? No, no, that's, that's certainly valid. Salary increases within the public sector have been generous if you look at it relative to, to inflation. And, and certainly the, the most recent round has been above that, but it's been, that's, that's been a process that's been ongoing for, for many years. And, it's, and at some points, government's uh, salary adjustment was way in excess of inflation. I would say it's been reined in. There's a bit more discipline being uh, applied. In other words, the degree to which the salary adjustment is way above inflation has been narrowed, but it's still above inflation. And 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 obviously, you can you can understand the pressure from the household sector. It's always going to be there, but government has to try and resist that pressure, and um and and otherwise it just it just over overwhelms the budget, and that's what's starting to develop. There are many areas where government could maybe cut back, may I suggest the VIP protection unit, um, or the number of ministers. But I suppose what we really need is to get more money in. In other words, we need to get the economy really going. We need infrastructure to work, Transnet, Eskom, and proper structural reform of the economy. Kevin, I've, I've asked you this once or twice before. Is there any sign of structural reform coming? There are some structural reforms underway, and and some of them are encouraging, absolutely. So if you look at the deregulation of the energy sector, and private sector in, that's encouraging. If you look at uh, government uh, getting the Philippines company in to run Pier 2 Harbor in Durban, that's encouraging. So there are some, there are moves in that direction. The problem is it, it's incredibly slow. Takes many years to implement some of these changes, and so the impact on the economy is modest, and 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 the result is that you don't really get the acceleration in growth, the pickup in confidence, and fixed investment spending. So you would you would need a, a more substantial um, move in that direction. So the plans are good, the policy is decent, the intention I think is there, but actually getting it implemented is is problematic, and and. And what you're saying is 100% right. In other words, if you just think about what we're trying to do in this country, we're trying to have a huge public sector, public service. We're trying to pay huge amounts of salary increases and social payments, all with an economy growing at less than 1%, all with an unemployment rate that is well over 35%. It's an impossible task. The only way to do with this is is to expand the tax base. There's no, there's no alternative to good economic growth and employment creation. And that's the element that's lacking in, in this country. And that has to be private sector driven. And until we fully recognize that and do something about it, we're going to constantly face this struggle. Kevin Lings, thank you. Chief Economist at Stanlib.